0: Hi everyone, my name is Haley and this is Straight Talk with the Doc, a podcast with expert insight on addiction, mental health, and treatment. Our expert is addiction medicine specialist, Dr. Bott. How are you doing today?
1: I'm good, Haley. How are you?
0: I'm doing great, thank you. On this episode, we are going to talk about addiction versus dependency, as well as the drugs of today and what effects they have on the user. Using certain drugs, even exactly as prescribed, can still result in the development of a physical dependency. And one of those drugs of today is opioids. Over the last 30 years, rates of opioid abuse and overdose have risen drastically. Dr. Ba, are you seeing a lot of people entering treatment for opioid abuse?
1: Yeah, I think this has been like a persistent theme um, of any, any talk that I've given or even in our podcast episodes. We know that um, even if you're not in the healthcare field, right? If you're not even somebody who's knowing somebody who's addicted. It's just so prevalent right now that not only we're seeing, of course, in treatment, uh, but we're seeing it in the news. We're seeing it um, all over the place. So, um, yeah, it's a constant battle. There's a rise in, especially since the pandemic started or during that. I think that was even a highlighted issue that, um, you know, opioid abuse, dependency, whatever you want to call it, um, overdoses, it's a huge problem um, here in America and in other parts of the world.
0: Mm-hmm. What are the risks of taking drugs like opioids, even if someone's taking it exactly how it's prescribed?
1: With this whole we need to prescribe pain medications for people who suffer for pain. Um, you know, that whole act in the best interest of a patient. You know, it was pushed many, many years ago as an additional vital sign that we needed to recognize. And I know that led to a lot of uh, overprescribing and, you know, a lot of marketing endeavors by pharmaceutical companies, this, you know, uh, confluence uh, of, of things that came together of why there were so many opioids that were not only being used, but then were being diverted and, you know, sent out on the street on the black market. You know, as we fast forward now, where people maybe historically started experimenting with with cannabis or alcohol, you know, there's been a big uptick in people who now are using opioids, pills or whatever. Not necessarily jumping to heroin as the first line drug of abuse, but even just experimenting with it. So the key here, though, is with opioids, the the mechanism of action. And I'm talking straight pills here. I'm not talking about heroin. I'm talking about pills that are made by pharmaceutical companies. These inherently due to the mechanism of action and the pharmacodynamics, what we call it, the effective drug has on a the body, they can make you physically dependent even at therapeutic dosages. So one, I guess, factoid, or one thing that has been, you know, highlighted is that like 50% of the average population, even if given or prescribed therapeutic dosages could be physically dependent in as little as two weeks. So one of the dangers here is that even though these medications have a uh, proper medical usage, they can and will over time, uh, depending on the human being and the duration taken will end up causing some level of physical dependency. Now, again, does this mean addiction? No, but there you go. You're going to have a risk that if you don't slowly come off of it, you're going to have some sort of withdrawal. So these this right there is a huge risk factor for somebody who may be going from a usage to a dependency dependency to an addiction. And um I think people who are misusing it don't realize this.
0: Okay, so there's a big difference between experimenting with opioids and experimenting, you know, with alcohol or something like marijuana.
1: Yeah. And and again, you know, there are risk factors here and I'm not going to say that alcohol usage, abuse, dependency, um, alcohol use disorders in general there, it's one of the biggest problems we have worldwide. But there's a different way that alcohol works on the body and the brain and the the different mechanism of its action where opioids, um, they have a different way of making somebody uh, tolerant and needing to use more to get this desired effect. And even if that effect is not a misused effect of euphoria or some alternative sensation to legitimately take away your pain, the fact is is that even it, just by the nature of, its, if it's, uh, of how it works, it will cause a physical dependency a lot quicker than most other uh, drugs we have out there, including alcohol.
0: Okay. Can you explain what the difference is between physical dependency and addiction?
1: Yeah, so physical dependency is exactly kind of what it sounds, is like somebody has whose body has adapted to needing the that drug or that uh, agent to the point where if you take it away, you're gonna feel it. You're gonna feel it physically and, and and possibly psychologically. But the physical dependence is what we're highlighting here, is that your body becomes accustomed and tolerated to 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 taking something and it needs to slowly wean itself off to, to not have a, a withdrawal effect. And, and that can be often very negative. But uh, an addiction is a whole constellation of symptoms and uh, where it, it's affecting your, not only your your neurobiology, but then your psychology. So it's affecting how why you're pursuing something. And are you pursuing something despite its detrimental effects and consequences on your personal life? and your professional life and your educational life and your life in general, in any domain, in all domains and, and where you can abstain, or you, you have behavioral losses of control, or you crave it, or you can't recognize negative. There's a pothole in front of you. Don't step in it. And, and, you know, emotional dysregulation. So this whole, um, motivation, memory, altered brain circuitry, the pursuit of an alternative re- reward um, that goes in a cycle where you psychologically need it, physically need it, and you're doing it despite all of these. Ne- that That's addiction, where um, what I said before, physical dependency does not include all of that. Addiction does often have physical dependency as a part of it, but just because somebody's physically dependent on something doesn't mean they're addicted to it.
0: So is there a difference between psychological addiction and dependency, or is that the same thing?
1: The physical dependency, we're talking about basically the physical symptoms that you're going to feel um, when you're coming off of something. So if somebody is physically dependent on um, you know, opioids, they're going to have a withdrawal effect that is going to be increased pain, nausea, diarrhea, vomiting, muscle aches, watery eyes. But that could just be the physical dependence without thinking that, Hey, now I'm, I'm super depressed and I'm miserable. And now, um, when I don't have it and I'm not withdrawing, then I'm still craving to get, get the drug again, or I'm thinking about it all the time. Yeah. So, and psychological craving and dependency, that is a part that often goes more towards the addiction, um, you know, constellation of symptoms. And most people who are physically dependent, taking something at therapeutic dosages, who are taking it because they're prescribed and need to wean off properly, usually don't have a psychological dependence as we see um, somebody who um, who suffers with addiction may have.
0: I want to talk about people who actually you know, seek out treatment. Maybe they started experimenting with opioids and now they're kind of realizing that they can't get off of them on their own. Do people end up in treatment who have a physical dependency but not an addiction?
1: Yeah, I'm going to be cautious in my answer here because I want to say there's a percentage that's there. Um, Most people that you do see ending up in um, treatment centers, rehabilitation, something's gone wrong. Something's gone wrong or something's happened in their lives that they have felt the need to cut down. It's not the typical human being that is being prescribed medications by their doctor, taking that is as prescribed for a legitimate pain condition. And then all of a sudden feels I need to stop. Well, usually if they've done it with the doctor and the doctors done it properly, they can slowly titrate, meaning cut down the dosages in a, in a proper proportionate manner over a period of time. Um, while the other pain, if the pain condition is, is either resolved or substitute with something else. And that can be done, you know, without seeking psychosocial or addiction treatment. So cutting to the point that you're making is that, yeah, there are going to be many people, probably younger people who have gotten involved in the drug of the day, which is opioids, you know, whatever kind of codones that are out there. And um, they started taking them and they're probably taking to have a good time and, and getting high. But because of like what I said earlier, the, the nature of that drug, you're going to get high, you're going to get physically dependent on it, and then you're not, you're going to stop, stop, and you're going to run out of that drug. And what are you going to do? You're going to start having withdrawal, and then you're going to need treatment for that. You're going to need help for that. If you were doing this illicitly, if you're getting it off the streets, doing it in a club, we're all partying often you're going to be seeking help and that cycle might play out for a little while but that person might be just trying to continue to use now to just get rid of those negative physical withdrawal symptoms and they might have no choice but to end up in treatment because their family members recognize that they're going withdrawal they might make a big mistake or make error and um they're feeling so bad they might end up saying you know i need help And addiction treatment is where they go. But does that, in essence, necessarily define that person as a full-blown substance use disorder addicted individual? Um, I I wouldn't say so. I think that person is physically dependent who went through experimentation and now has gone through this. But that's a real small population uh, because I don't want our listeners to hear that, hey, that's what I am. You know, Dr. Bob said, "I'm now, because I am physically dependent, I don't have a substance use disorder and I don't suffer with addiction. And um, but I do believe I I, I do see it. I, and I think those people still when that when the, the, the detoxification process takes place and the withdrawal is mitigated, they don't stop because there's no motivation to stop because they didn't feel th- 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 their psychological pursuit was still in that whole I want to go have fun. Like, I want to get high, I want to maybe smoke weed, but it's not because their life is totally consumed with it. I believe the highlight here is that the physical nature of the drug led them to early withdrawal, and the treatment was in an addiction center. And um, But that doesn't mean because we treat withdrawal, we're treating addiction, because withdrawal and addiction are not equal in definition.
0: How can we give a better diagnosis to those people seeking treatment? How can we tell who only has a physical dependency, but not an addiction?
1: You know, I think you've seen that evolution when we've gone away from the, the, the substance abuse and substance dependency, um, you know, definitions to substance use disorders. And we've also, for the clarified stuff, that might be a substance dependency that might be secondary to, uh, you know, physical treatment or medication treatment prescribed by, uh, you know, a doctor. So there are ways that we can address physical withdrawal, even if it's where the scope of expertise is in an addiction treatment center and and highlight and clarify that this is because of withdrawal of, of a substance use or substance use disorder that has been caused by or the result of, you know, some sort of medical treatment. And we do we do we're able to clarify that. But again, that's a very small number that we end up seeing, uh, at least in my experience. And I've been doing this quite a quite a quite a few, quite a few years um, that we don't see it that common. We often see it in private practice that we see people who um, haven't had their lives spiral out of control. And I think the key point here is that when when it's not an isolated incident, I mean, th- these people that I'm trying to describe that might just have pure physical dependency maybe have intact areas of their lives otherwise and their lives aren't basically spiraling out of control uh where and again these are degrees i'm not trying to paint this broad picture um uh, of everybody because this is not a one size fits all um you know condition um but the bottom line is is that you know somebody who comes into treatment You know, we should as doctors and as practitioners help clarify if their physical dependency is strictly in nature to treatment that we identify that properly. We don't call this an addiction and we help this person seek alternative methods to cure whatever that they were um, using the medications for um, alternative methodologies to treat. There are many and especially because we're talking about pain medications here. Um, you know, involve specializations and specialties that focus on pain management. Um, so there, there are other there are other avenues, but we do have a responsibility to highlight that and diagnose it accurately. We can't just label everybody uh, with the word uh, addiction. Um, yeah, we can we can clarify that.
0: Okay. Besides pain management, how is the treatment approach different for someone with just a dependency?
1: Well. You know, I, I think that whole psychosocial um, component to rehabilitation, which is so profound with somebody you know who suffers with addiction, and and when I say profound, I mean, we have to emphasize that you know addiction is 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 a, is a result of. You know, your environment, your genetics, your underlying medical conditions, your usage of drugs, uh, how often you've used it, when you first started using it, you know, um, and this, again, influence on the relationship between your brain, your neurobiology, your, your your psychology and all of this stuff together so that when you walk out of treatment or walk away from acute treatment, that you know that you have built some level of resources within yourself that you can tap into so you're not gonna get provoked by or, or around the same environmental cues or social triggers or psychological stressors that led you to use. Where somebody with physical dependency, usually like I said, it's circumscribed. Hopefully if it was done just to treat something legitimate and they develop the physical dependency as a result, then hopefully that one opioids are usually used for short term conditions. They're not meant for long term pain, except for certain chronic conditions. Um, But I don't want to highlight that there opposed to the fact that answer your question is that we can, again, hopefully alleviate them, treat them with um, proper medications to help taper them off and help them get into the proper, um, a medical follow up and the medical treatments that, you know, can now be um, hopefully helpful because that acute situation has resolved. Because oftentimes, many it's not as much as that they became, um, you know, psychologically addicted in this small population that we're talking about. We're talking about the people they don't know how to get off of it because they don't want to go through that withdrawal that's so painful. So once you get that slow, taper and you titrate them off properly um, in, in a controlled environment, then you can hopefully have this person, you know, set up to either resolve themselves uh, because by nature of this distinguishment that we're making here, they are not suffering with addiction. So they should be able to go on their, their way with that education that they've given during that education that detoxification period and set up with the proper aftercare um to address any other residual issues so where addiction has a whole constellation and chronic follow-up those that hopefully have suffered just from a a dependency caused by um you know not knowing or being on something a long long time that if the, the offending issue has been resolved and then the detoxification has been done properly and they don't have any subsequent withdrawal Hopefully they can go on and live their lives uh, in a healthy manner.
0: Dr. Ba, as an addiction specialist, what do you think people should understand about the relationship between addiction and the drugs that cause physical dependency?
1: You're just adding a huge risk factor to develop addiction. Because remember, addiction is the result of a multitude of things on top of your genetic makeup. And we're not talking about genetics, just an inheritance. Again, I talked about this before, it's just the construction of your body on a microscopic level. Nobody knows exactly beforehand what relationship you're going to have with substance before you use it until you use it. And once that gets conditioned, either through positive or negative reinforcement and your environment and other reasons that why somebody might continue to use, when you add the fact that a drug by virtue of its rapidity to develop some sort of physical withdrawal, if you go to stop it, well there you just added a risk factor to have to need it again. And so for those who are listening, when you are gonna go out there and use something, not just opiates if benzodiazepines are like this, uh alcohol is like these, these are drugs that and that by being not including other array of drugs, I'm not condoning them indirectly, I'm just saying there are certain drugs, like opioids, like benzos, like alcohol, that cause physical dependency and cause it quicker um, than other drugs that don't, and that then will increase your risk factor to develop, because again, we don't know how things are going to play out. But if that time somebody is also depressed or maybe anxious or gets rewarded somehow by continuing to use it or escapes from their pain by continuing to use it, well, right there, those are additional risk factors to continue to develop um, an addiction. So um, yeah, anything that can cause physical dependency quicker um, has a risk.
0: Okay. Is there anything else on this topic that you think people should know?
1: You know, um, I think our last question kind of did did highlight it, that, you know, opioids are dangerous because of, um, again, they're if used properly short term for legitimate reasons, um, they have tremendous utility. They're there. We wouldn't be able to get through so many of our medical issues without these these medications. But at the same time, for those who are new or using early in life and they have no real issue other than they want to just have a good time. They have to know that this drug is super dangerous and that it can cause physical dependency so quickly that even though you go to put it down, you're not going to be able to, because you're going to be in a tremendous amount of pain. Um, once that physical withdrawal sets in and it sets in super early. So, yeah, I, I I mean, I can't highlight that enough. And, um, You know, like you know, one thing is that we talk about this whole, um, you know, opioid epidemic being caused by overprescribing. Well, we don't want to see that again, you know, in in a different way by us trying to, you know, patchwork and, and, and use other medications either or over treat with, you know, medication assisted therapies that can also cause dependency. Um, Without people knowing about that too. So um, without going into a whole separate topic, um, my point is that, you know, opioids cause physical dependency very, very quickly. And um, it's just going to increase your risk for a lot of pain in your life um, if you're doing it for non-legitimate reasons.
0: Thanks for breaking that down, Dr. Bot. It's important to spread awareness on the risks of using any drugs or alcohol. I don't think anyone goes into it with the intention of becoming dependent on a substance, but unfortunately, that is the reality for a lot of people. And it's also important to reiterate that no matter what stage of addiction someone is in, there are options for help and intervention. You can learn more about that at addictioncenter.com, as well as listen to more of our podcast episodes there. Thank you for listening to this episode of Straight Talk with the Doc.